Great news, everyone. Jesus is alive and well. This is Glenn Raglan Educational and Transformational Ministries. Great ministries. Welcome to this week's podcast. Let's pray. Father, we praise you. We magnify you and we glorify your great name. We thank you for this week's listeners and for the new listeners who have tuned in. We pray the blood of Jesus over headaches. We pray that your word will go forth. It will not return to you empty. It will accomplish what you sent it to do in the name of the radiance of God's glory, Jesus Christ, amen. We continue our series on the last teachings of Jesus before he went to the cross. And this week, let's look at the parable of the tenants found in Matthew chapter 21, verses 33 through 45. Jesus is teaching in the temple when he says these words. Hear another parable. There was a certain landowner who planted a vineyard and set a hedge around it, dug a wine press, and built a tower. And he leased it to the vine dressers and went into a far country. My friends, these verses are directly connected to Isaiah the fifth chapter, verses one through seven. The listeners of Jesus would have known about the passage. It says, Now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it so he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. And now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judah, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. What more could I have done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And now... Please let me tell you what I would do with my vineyard. I would take away its hedge, and it shall be burned, and break down its walls, and it shall be trampled down. I will lay it to waste. It shall not be pruned or dug, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain on it, for the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel." and the men of Judah are its pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but behold, oppression. For righteousness, but behold, a cry for help. Folks, those who were listening to Jesus knew from Isaiah 5th chapter that Israel was the vineyard and that the vineyard belonged to God. The tower represented a place of safety and protection, as was the hedge set around it, in Matthew's Gospel. We continue with Jesus' parable in Matthew 21, verses 34 through 36, saying, Now when the vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the vine dressers, that they might receive its fruit. And the vine dressers took his servants, beat one, killed one, and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants, more than the first. And they did likewise to them. 
My brothers and sisters, even though God was not holding Israel's hand like he did when Israel was a young new nation, he still expected Israel to be fruitful. He left Israel to be accountable to him, and he sent his prophets and messengers to Israel to determine if they had fulfilled their commitment. The prophets called on Israel's leadership over the years and called them out for their disobedience. The result was Israel and its leaders rejecting the prophets and their message to repent. Not only did they reject the message, but kill the prophets. God would send multiple messengers over the centuries, yet Israel continued to rebel against God. Verses 37 through 39 of Jesus' parable says, Then, last of all, he sent his son to them, saying, They will respect my son. But when the vine dressers saw the son, they said among themselves, This is the heir. Come, let's kill him and seize his inheritance. So they took him and cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. My comrades for Christ, in Mark and Luke's version of the parable, the landowner says that they will reverence my son. Yet, not only did Israel reject Jesus, the world rejects him today. And so, my friends, there will only be those who accept and reverence Jesus and those who reject and deny Jesus Christ. Where do you stand? Folks, one of the key parts of this parable was that the vine dressers, the religious leaders, believed that if they killed Jesus, they would inherit all that he had and maintain their power and influence. Prior to telling this parable, the religious leaders had challenged the authority of Jesus to teach in the temple. Jesus would hint at his death at the end of the parable as Jesus would be killed outside the walls of Jerusalem. In verse 40, Jesus concludes the parable with these words. He says, Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those vine dressers? My friends, at this point, Jesus pulls his listeners into the story by asking the religious leaders what they thought the owner of the vineyard would do. In verse 41, the religious leaders pronounced their own sentence, saying, He will destroy those wicked men miserably and lease his vineyard to other vine dressers who will render him the fruits in their seasons. The Jewish leaders were passing judgment on the tenants in the parable, stating that their evil character deserves severe punishment. That punishment would come in 70 AD with the destruction of the Jewish temple when the Romans also destroyed Jerusalem. In verse 42, Jesus showed the Jewish leaders that they had just pronounced judgment on themselves as he said to them, Have you never read the scriptures? The stone which the builders rejected has become the chief cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. My comrades for Christ, this showed that the religious leaders were ignorant of the scriptures, as this scripture is from Psalm 118, verse 22. The chief cornerstone is the main stone which the rest of the foundation and building is set. God, the architect, had his plan all along. Listen to what Jesus says in verse 43. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken from you and given to a nation bearing the fruit of it. 
Folks, the kingdom would no longer be in the hands of the foolish Jewish leaders. The resurrection and the founding of the church, with its new leadership, the apostle, along with Gentiles and Jews who believed, would temporarily remove Israel. Now those who believe in the resurrection are tasked with being good fruit in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit now works within Christians and sets God's law within their hearts. I mentioned that Israel would be temporarily removed. God will finish the work he began in Israel as he has a covenant with them that he will not break. In verse 44, Jesus returns to using the imagery of the stone, saying, And whoever falls on the stone will be broken, but on whomever it falls, it will grind him to powder. My brothers and sisters in Christ, there are skeptics now, just as there were skeptics then. Do not take the criticism of your faith personally when you witness to others, and skeptics deny him. God will bring judgment on the naysayer, and the judgment will be horrendous. Verse 45 and 46 says, Now when the chief priest and the Pharisees heard his parables, they perceived that he was speaking of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitudes, because they took him for a prophet. Folks, the leaders could have repented after hearing that the parable was about them, but instead they wanted to kill him even more. My friends, we must also repent when the word is presented to us and we realize that particular word was for us. Please do not be stubborn and attempt to hold on to your way of doing things. Would you receive God's Son, Jesus, today? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for sending your Son, Jesus, to take away our sins. We ask for forgiveness in the name of the good teacher, Jesus Christ. Amen. If you would like to give your life to Christ, all you have to do is go to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org, and type in Jesus saved me. That is your profession of faith. I continue to encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Send your prayer request, your praise reports, and your comments to our email address, which is hello at greatministries.org. Please continue to pray for Great Ministries and share us with your friends, your family, your loved ones, and the unsaved. Stay safe. Be blessed and have a great week.